Welcome to the Triple Clown Show. That's right. This is the Kentucky Derby. We're excited about that. It's me, the D-O-double-G, Randall Johnson, alongside the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, alongside with the Truckside Burrito AJ Ryder, Tom from Tom and Tom Racing, and Joe from Away They Joe. And we're going across the globe. That's right. We're globe trotting for this Kentucky Derby. Everybody's going to give their picks. We are going to hear them from everybody in America. But guess what? We're going outside the box because that's what we do. We try to be original because we are a lot of times imitated, but never, never duplicated. Remember that. So we're going around the world. That's right. Be ready for us going around the world because everybody's doing everybody's picks from around America. We're going around the world because the only American picks that count are ours. Let's face it. Um, let's go to it. Let's go to our first guest. Alongside with me to join us for our Derby selections all around the world is Alistar Middleton. He works for the KRA. He is a race caller and analyst for the racing over there. You could follow him on Twitter at Korea Racing. And it's, 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 you know, it's been a long time. Uh, welcome back to talking about, um, racing with us again and and we're looking forward to the kentucky derby and is the kentucky derby pretty popular amongst the koreans yeah good to see you again joe thank you for inviting me on uh, i'll be honest it's not a huge thing on on the radar here in in korea obviously within the racing community it is but it doesn't get much cut through other than that it will be covered by the local sports media certainly our company will send out a press release with the results and anything interesting that comes out of the race uh, uh, next next week, so uh, we, we try and give it give it some coverage. But I'll, I'll be honest, it's not a huge amount of cut through. All right, well, let's get into our selection or your selections, I should say, and that is your top four. So go ahead. What's your on top selection for us? Well, this race is a fascinating puzzle. In, in my day job, I have to spend a lot of time talking about and writing about favourites. So when I play for fun, I try and take the favourite on. going to do that here with uh, White Barrio. Just actually managed to get on him at 12 to 1, which I was very happy with. A nice each way price. I think he's got a good chance, though. He is by a stallion called Race Day. And uh, yes, a little bit did come into my thinking is that Race Day actually stands in Korea now. He, he's owned by a farm called Challenger Farm be a massive boost for him uh if 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 one of his horses was was able to win the kentucky derby i think he's got the right style to do it i think he can just sit off the pace he's going to be strong in the stretch and obviously this is going to be a big step up for him but uh, I, I like the price 12 to 1 uh wider barrier i'm happy to put him on top now real quick do the is the american style of racing on dirt the similar to korean style racing on dirt because i know that they have a a, a longer a longer stretch and a longer, a wider course. Yeah, we have a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big uh, circuit. 1800, 1800 meters uh, is the outer, is the outer circuit, but it is similar. The style is similar. Uh, you know, it favors a lot of, a, a lot of front runners favors the early speed. You don't want to get too far back. Uh, so there are similarities. Yeah. All right, so White Barrio, the Florida and Holy Bull Derby winner, or sorry, the Florida Derby and the Holy Bull winner. So that would be a nice price, 12 to 1. And what is your second selection? You also take a chance here with Cyberknife. Obviously, the Brad Cox uh, connection. This is a big step up. I think he came out of the Arkansas Derby, I think it was, which perhaps wasn't as strong 
as it might have been. So he's going to need to step up. But I, I think we can be pretty certain Brad Cox will have him spot on. And I think Cyberknife also, at a pretty big price, can run into some money. Yep. 20 to 1, son of Gunrunner. Um, also out of or part of a Flower Alley as well. Almost about the same earnings as uh, White of Barrio 2. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Arkansas Derby winner. So your third selection? Third selection, I know I said I don't like favorites, but it is hard to ignore Epicenter. I think he's, he's tactically versatile. He's drawn great as well. Uh, I think uh, really they can pick their spot where they, where they want to be with him and Epicenter every chance. Mm -hmm. Going for the hat trick with uh, Joel Rosario getting the ride, Steve Asuson. Uh, yeah, seven to two on our market. Um, also, the Louisiana Derby and Risen Star winner and almost won the uh, Lecompte Stakes. So, all right. And your fourth selection. Final selection, going to, again, go out uh, with a long shot. Going to go with the race day connection. Again, that is Barber Road. He's obviously going to need a big improvement, but just the way he's been running, he, he's, he runs on late. He run, he's running to money without, without you know, winning his races. He's been running into money. There's going to be a lot of tired horses in the Kentucky Derby, uh, especially with the way this, this, this race is going to be run. And it wouldn't surprise me if Barber Road could just sneak into maybe third or fourth. I don't think he's a winning chance, uh, but certainly he can come into the numbers. Yeah, especially as a as a late closer, you you do want to see them, especially what Alistar said uh, with tired horses. Does have the Churchill experience with a win and also a second over there as well, and out of race day as what Alistar said. So Alistar, thank you again for your for your time. Um, so you do you do Korean racing for the KRA. Um, how often do they race, and when can we see you? We race on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, which in the United States, I guess, would be uh, Thursday evening, Friday evening, and, and, and Saturday evening overnight. Uh, we race at Busan on Fridays and Sundays, and we race at Seoul on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, lots of American sires here, so the, 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 the progenies are all very rec rec recognizable to, to American racing fans. Uh, small, small jockey small set of jockeys just two tracks as well to remember so it's, it's quite easy to get into and uh also yeah quite quite a fun betting product in my opinion yeah and and i always enjoy all the stars calls and you could also check out his uh blog and also on sky racing world the website you could also see his selections and his analysis on each race so all star again thank you for your time we're looking forward to seeing how your selections do in the derby and until then thank you again and um hope you have a good night Thank you, Joe. Best of luck. All right. Well, we have maybe one of the best guests of the day. The uh, best guest. The best guest. I think so. Um, all the way from Japan. So excited. Welcome to our show, Kodai Mori. It's so great to have you on. Now, he does the Control Exchange for Racing over there, which is an awesome program. He was telling us off air about it. And Kodai, why don't you um, tell our audience about what you do over there in Japan for racing? Uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much for uh, having me, uh, it's it will be a great opportunity for me to uh, explain Japanese racing to you to you all. And then, uh, what I do in Japan is, uh, I, uh, for example, uh, I organize events. So, you know, sometimes it relates to fashion or it relates to uh, music. So, I tr I try to make uh, racing culture as exciting as possible. So, you know, it's not about betting, like it's not about 
you know, like go to races and then, you know, drink. Like more, <laughs> the horse racing is more than you know betting and drinking. So I try to explain to Jap um, Japanese people about that. And then you know, I, sometimes I try bring bring people to the Royal Scott or you know the Arc, and then hopefully mm -hmm. I can bring some people to uh, US as well. Oh, that's really cool. That is Great. super cool. And and you know what? And don't say that AJ because he doesn't believe there's anything besides drinking and betting. You lost me after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> gone after that. Um, um, but but no, that's that that's great. And I do think, and we preach that all the time. We really yes, do. Yes, we do. Of like, it's not about the three, five, seven every time. It's about the stories. It's about noble things. Um, and absolutely, thank you so much for coming on. Well, we're talking derby here. And you have a little bit of interest here, right? I mean, this must be like, kind of like, I mean, your baby boy. I mean, you're Japan, you're representing the whole country right now. The number seven. <laughs> the, the whole country, the whole thing, no with the triple clowns. Um, but this must be exciting. And, and we'll talk about what you think about the Derby, but I guess let's go first off, Japanese horse coming in, you guys are on fire. And if people don't know this, you are on fire. The country is killing it from Dubai to um, the Breeders' Cup last year. Yeah. Like from here to big Dubai. giant yeah, steps. Exactly. Anybody watched the Breeders' Cup last year? They know. They know. If, if not, then shame on them. Yes. Uh, and then the real test for Japanese horses could be uh, the this year's Royal Scott. So. Since Japanese horses run well on uh, Hong Kong, Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE, and the United States, you know, Japanese horses are very fast. And then for the uh, Royal Ascot, uh, on, you also need power. So, you know, it needs to be fast and also uh, has a has to have a power to run through the heavy turf. Like a digger, so, a digger. We call them the yes. Yeah, dig down yeah. and grind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the Royal Scott will be the real and last test for Japanese horses. Because <laughs> our American turf is like running on like sand with some grass on it. Exactly. <laughs> you can yes. say it. I'll say it out loud. Yeah. Well, well, unless you're at Gulfstream, then if you're at Gulfstream, it's pretty much concrete. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much like, yeah, broken glass and beer bottles um, and bottles. But Churchill's deep. Not like the... the I'm talking about the, the, the dirt, dirt yeah, is the deep. Dirt. Yeah. Um, which is what what they've experienced at, in Dubai because isn't Maidan's pretty deep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I also want to talk about the difference in the dart, the material. In, in Japanese race, race courses and the US race course. So Jap Japanese dart is very sandy. So the particle is small and then light, and then it's kind of dry and then it drains very well. But for the mm. uh, American dart, it's much stickier and then much heavier. So Japanese horses might st struggle uh, with those heavy and sticky dart because they are used to run through the light and then, you know, very sandy sand. Fine sand. Yeah, fine sand, sand. yes. Especially right. on Saturday, we might 
not necessarily have a sloppy track, but it might be might be wet. Something it'll be to take heavy. Into consideration. Yeah. yeah, it will be a little bit heavier than normal. So something to take into consideration with your your baby, as Randy was talking about, the number number seven, uh, the old maximum security slot, lucky number seven, crown pride. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. So what do you think? I mean, you obviously don't have to Homer here. What do you think about this race when you looked at it? Uh, I, Crown Pride might have a chance, but I won't choose him as a winner. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, Crown Pride, you know, for the few past performances, uh, he likes to lead the horses and then the dictate the pace. But since it requires more power to go forward, uh, I think it's the dictating the pace is more than uh, the Crown Pride has. So it might be too much to ask for him. Yeah. But the jockey is Lemur. Uh, he's the top jockey and he's dominating Japan. So he might have the plan. And then the Crown Pride doesn't mind the getting the kickbacks in the face. So he, he will stay well in the in the horses. So maybe he will run well, but I don't think he he is at the same level with the top horses in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Interesting. Crown Pride coming off two bullets. He ran one again, I believe, today. He ran another bullet today. Yeah, 46 and some. Yeah, and he has been, yeah. He's been looking sharp at Churchill. He's been there for quite some time, but that's you, some good you insight. Think he will be forwardly pressed. Do you think he, I mean, when you say that, I mean, there's not a ton of like great early speed guys, don't mm. you think? Mm -hmm. So, so do you think maybe this horse goes out and dictates? Because what you just said kind of leads where he could dictate the pace. Uh, for me, I think the messier will dictate the pace of the race. Like it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, he has run uh, several races and then he likes to stay in front of the horses and then you know control the pace. And in terms of the mental side of the Crown Pride, uh, there was an interview to the uh, walk ride rider for the Crown Pride, and then he said he said uh, the homesickness of for the Crown Pride is gone, so he's used to uh, Churchill Downs now, and mm -hmm. he seems to be relaxed in Kentucky uh, more than ever. So I think he likes the Kentucky. The, uh, the atmosphere of the Kentucky. So he, he, he will be, he could be relaxing and then, you know, he, he'll be having lots of fun running in the Kentucky. You know, that's so, uh, yeah. it's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Um, you guys, Joe, Alex, any questions for him about Crown? No, I, yeah, or? I have well, a question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so historically in the Derby, an international invader hasn't done well. We've had Lonnie, we've had Thundersnow, who had that bucking incident. We've had um, a lot of them, a lot of the, the great UAE Derby winners come to America and completely fail. So do you think that Crown Pride could be the best chance for an international horse to win the Derby? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. Uh, Japanese horse. 
especially dark horses aren't bred, uh, uh, especially for the early ages. So, for example, uh, Japanese turf horses, they are focused on derby classics. So they grow very fast. But for Japanese uh, dart horses, uh, we don't have, you know, derby for the Japanese dart. So they don't focus on, you know, growing fast and then making them stronger and stronger at the very early age. So he is still three years old. So he has a lot of uh, room sure. to improve. Well, and, and, and Tom, you'll agree with this. I got to call you out on this one because his grandfather is Sunday Silence. Uh, I mean, well, Sunday Silence was, was sent over there to Japan and, and had a heck of a heck of a career as a stallion uh, that that we we all know and love Sunday Silence on the Triple Clowns. Um, but there's some some excellent insight and I you may have talked me out what am i what are my choices here and this is where we're, we're getting we are oh. getting schooled by by uh, <laughs> our our guests i love it i love it well who else who else do you you had mentioned messier coming off the face who else who else do you are you going to put on your ticket uh i think i kind of like the tease the bomb as a long shot yes so mm. uh i used equi equi base uh, for the speed figure and then sure. he has uh, 109. So it's higher than Epicenter, Zandon, or Taiba. So uh, he, uh, he has a lot of potential in terms of the speed and the power. And also, I like the consistency and then also adaptability to the different surfaces. So he's very consistent whenever he moves to other uh, race course or turf or dirt. And also, uh, he has enough uh, uh, enough power to pick up the speed from the mid position to the front. So I'd like to see him coming up all the way from middle to the front uh, in the final straight. Final straight. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's the bomb. The bomb. Um, we'll get into our picks later on. Uh, we'll talk about that horse, I'm sure. Um, tis the bomb. So, so if you gave me your top three right now, who you're playing, what would it be? What, what do you think this race looks at? So we're going to ask everybody, what's it look like? What happens if you had to announce the race right now? What would it be? For me, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in terms of the race, I really, you know, I'm Japanese, so I I hope uh, Crown Pride finishes within the start. <laughs> Sure. So, hmm. yeah, my three picks will be Messier and then uh, Tease the Bomb and Crown Pride. I yes, uh, Crown Pride could be very, very long shot since, you know, we don't have, we are not very confident with the Crown Pride. <laughs> yeah. AJ just said that Crown Pride was going on Twitter, so he thinks the odds are going to go down. Is that true, AJ? Well, he, he was trending today because of the workout he just posted. And uh, in a row, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th and when you look at the comments and what people, uh, what people are saying, 20 to one, I think that goes down because, I mean, uh, absolutely. It's your lasting impression of a certain horse, especially going into a race like this. So you ain't going to get 20 to one. You're going to get lower. Absolutely. Okay. So 
Let's recap it real quick. You have Tis the Bomb, Messier, Crown Pride. Okay, so they're around. Um, before we let you go, because we have a ton of other guests, um, let me just ask you real quick. When it comes to that, do you think Crown Pride will take more money being an international horse, or do you think it'll take less because of the reputation of the horses coming over that don't do well? Mm, uh, I think I'm not still quite sure, but uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna do well in the uh, Middle East, the Crown Pride, and he has a lot of potential to dominate the. Uh, uh, race cars in uh, middle middle east and then i want to see him try the hong kong as well so he has the power and speed so he will he'll will, he'll will run good on the hong kong turf uh but in terms of uh american dart i'm i'm still not sure because you guys got lots of great horses and then you know every Many of the Japanese horses got, you know, beaten by those great American horses. So, I want to see him. I want to see how he will uh, do, how he will run against American horses. No, absolutely. So, if I'd ask you right now, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What are the odds when they go to post? What do you guys think? We'll go around the horn real quick. This will be fun. The odds on Crown Pride when they go. Uh, let's go right around the horn. We'll go Tom and over. All right. Odds on Crown Pride when he goes to the gate. Seven to one. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. Um, AJ. Twelve. Wow. Joe? Yep. 25 to one. Overlay. I, I love it. Because I think, yeah, because I think that the, there's going to still be some non-believers. I'm going to go with Joe and say 23 just because after our show and you said he, he might not win. We have a lot of, we hold a lot of weight. That's a um, terrible argument. Ah. <laughs> so three to one. I mean, 23 Wait, to one. So three to one. Three to one. Because yeah. when we say the horse is going to win on our show. Even money. Even money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what so, about you? Um, I see. I'm thinking... Um, I would do a like a 15 12. You can't do 15 12, you gotta give one 15 15 1. All right, and let's lead it with you. What do you think at the post? What's the odds? The American odds, I guess, because you do have different odds over there, I believe. So, the American odds when they go to post on their toe board, what do you think? Uh, I think for American uh, odds, it would be 20 to 1. You think it'll stay the same? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think so. Fluctuate, right. yeah. Me, Joe, everybody else is well, going to be over bet. <laughs> it matters that they do. He could be the sexy bet. Let's see. Because after that's my prediction. Yeah. Bullet, um, <laughs> no, uh, well, I think all the money is going to go to Taba because everybody's talking about Taba. Yeah, Taba yeah, one true. is pretty crazy. Well, you you don't think the absolute dominant performance in uh, in at Maidan that Japan had that that's not still sticking in the back of people's minds? That's why I, I think, think he goes down. AJ, I don't think the people I, that bet. I don't think they're no, that smart. I'm sorry, no. everybody. I don't think they realize that angle, and they should. You're absolutely right, but you know, for the Derby, you have well between that and the workouts. 
between that and the workouts and the hype he just got, you know, four days before. Oh, I agree. He deserves it. He deserves to be bet down. I just, especially for the Derby, a normal day. When I say that about everybody better out there, don't get mad. A normal day is different. The Derby, when people are watching on NBC and caring about the hats and the figure scanners, they bet stupid. And in well, and that's sexy story, they're not going to do it. And they're going to hear Japan never wins the Derby. That's all they're going to hear. Well, yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It's it's um, they're going to pay more attention to the American horses because they're familiar with their form. They're not familiar with made band form unless you really, really follow it. Yeah, or... but you don't think but... NBC is going to not going to talk about that though? Because I, I think they will. Maybe. I, mean, maybe. I, I don't think. And being the only foreign one or the the only Japanese horse in there, I mean. I think yeah, that makes it. I think that makes it sexy. It's the only Japanese horse yeah. where people no, the one be. time, well, one time I mean, for year yeah, well, they, the one time for year batters will be out there. Well, they I talked mean, about that with Marsh Lorraine, and Marsh Lorraine didn't get the respect, and she beat well, the crap exactly. out of all the other horses. Exactly, yeah. and, and and that's what I think it is, and I, I I do think it's who they choose to talk about, and I think all you're going to hear is Japanese horses don't win. Like we heard of the breeders, Cup. right? But I don't know if your buddy Johnny Weir talks about him. Um, then, uh, oh, then I'll bet. Then AJ or it, or if old Steve Kornacki's up there on his board talking about how many Japanese horses have been at the Derby exactly. Before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I wonder how many people out there, people who are watching us, probably do know because I do think they're a little more educated than normal people. Um, not smart enough to not watch us, but smart enough to know about horse racing. And I think they'll go into being seeing that Japanese horse, not knowing Japan is killing it. I mean, right. I'm wondering if that's going to come up. That's with, with smart, with people who are no horse racing. Yes. It's like kind of how we, when we let off the people who know horse racing and, and personally, I, I'd love to see it happen as a horse player. I would love to see it, but I think there, there's a lot of people that are going to be betting with their hearts. And, and I, I personally am going to play just a win bet just because I would love to see this horse win. Do, mm -hmm. do I think he's going to win? Probably not. We'll get into that. But I would love to see this horse win just because I think it would be great for the sport. Well, I think it opens it up. And I'll say this before we, we go, because we've been going a little bit long. Yeah. Um, it opens it up. All of a sudden, when you have a horse come over and win, then, then all of a sudden, American horse fans are, are interested in Japanese horse racing. Yeah. Um, same thing if American horse goes over there and does whatever, you know, the Royal Ascot, we have an American go over and wins. We all didn't go, yeah. oh, wow, I'll watch this horse at Keeneland uh, three weeks from now. Now they watch it. Right. Now if they, they watch it. If I mean, they would have just look. shipped over Cafe Pharaoh a couple of years ago, he would have won. Oh, here we go. Even be happy this conversation. We're already God. going over, AJ. You and Cafe Pharaoh. He's still stuck on that horse. <laughs> he's still, he's actually doing, never was. He's been doing okay. He's had a couple of wins. And, and, the, and uh, so just so you know, level. AJ's, one of his favorite horses was Cafe Pharaoh. So. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't even be having this conversation if it wasn't for COVID. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we, 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 uh, thanks for going us way over AJ. <laughs> Yeah, let's wrap it up. 
Uh, it was fantastic, guys. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Kai, for coming on. So great uh, to finally get to meet you. I know we've been conversing on Twitter and in Twitter DMs um, back and forth. Um, so it was great to finally get to see you on our show, have you bring some insight from straight from Japan, which is great. But make sure you guys follow him on, on Twitter. We'll put his Twitter handle up um, and also in, in the description below so you can get some insight on what he has to say he, he does um tweet a lot of really interesting stuff about horse racing over absolutely there. love it absolutely I'm, I'm gonna call you the bridge because you're the bridge oh, yeah, from you. international bridge. racing to everywhere else and good for you for doing that and that's a really cool job by the way thank you. Yes. Um, all right thank you so much for having me and then uh, may the luck be with you not the force you know and keep doing what that's you're doing that's fantastic um thank you so much you're an ambassador you really, really are really of yeah. the sport Abs yes and you're yes sir thank you for that and we want to get that international crowd over to here and we want to be part of them as well so yes. thank you so much um for what you're doing it's pretty cool um, I'm surprised Joe hasn't filled out an application to do the same thing uh, really soon uh, to go and do that. But it's going to be mostly for Canada and <laughs> Argentina. Okay. Argentina. Well. Palermo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. On to the next. All right. Now alongside with me is Nino Podesta all the way from South Africa. And he does a show with Nico and Neil Andrews, which is clocking the gallop on their YouTube channel. And he, he does Fairview. So he specializes at the Fairview circuit in South Africa, which is in Port Elizabeth. And how do you pronounce the name of the, the city? Well, uh, uh, well, good morning, Joe. And uh, I believe it's uh, late at night there. So Port Elizabeth has changed its name to Quebec, Quebec sir. Mm. Yeah, and it's like a lot of a lot of weird uh, letters together, like G Q E. Kubesa. It's an African name. It's very hard to pronounce. I, I just keep on calling it Port Elizabeth. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure it's the same. But yeah, Nino uh, specializes in uh, Fairview. Uh, he does a lot of selections for. He does the entire card for clocking the gallops, which is good because. Um, I've had some of his tips before and they've been winning tips as well. So um, he's one of the best tipsters as far as um, specializing in Port Elizabeth goes. And um, yeah, we'll get into the Derby uh, Nino. So um, real quick, uh, who are your top four selections? Let's we'll start with your on top selection. Um, Joe, I, um, uh, you sent me the field. So I, I've, I studied it and I think I'm going to go for a horse uh, number 12. Taiba, formerly trained by Bob uh, uh, Bob Baffert, with uh, Mike Smith on board. I'm going to be hoping that that comes home for me ahead of uh, number ten in uh, Zandon. Uh, for third, I'm going with uh, Epicenter, and for fourth, I'm going for number six Messier. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it, Messier? Messier. Messier. Yeah, which so, was also mm -hmm. previously trained by Bob uh, Baffert. 
Yeah, we have a lot of previously trained Bob Baffer horses. So what attracted you to Taiba as your first selection? Yes, number 12, Taiba. How do you call it? Taiba? Taiba? Taiba. Taiba. That would be my, my, uh, it's unbeaten in two runs, I see. And um, mm. nicely drawn. Uh, like, uh, I, I think you don't want to be drawn too close to the rail on, on, on races like this, which is run on the dirt. Am I correct? Correct. So uh, I like it that it's drawn a bit on the outside and uh, the jockey will have uh, a choice. To, you know, I think he'll come out and we'll have a couple of choices. He can be up with the pace or he can just sit in a midfield and then come uh, come home uh, with a storming run on the outside. That's the way I see it. I've never been to Churchill Downs, so I don't know uh, the course too well. Has it got a long straight? Uh, yeah, about two furlong. Uh, 400 meter? Yeah, about 400, 600, something like that. Uh, like a Fairview, 600, so the long straight. Mm-hmm. So, um, so those are my four selections, Joe. And then uh, Zandon is your second selection. So what attracted you as Zandon is the second one? Um, I um, I saw that Zandon has, uh, has not been out of the places and uh, his run, his last run was a winning one. Uh, and also uh, uh, Mo Donegal is quite fancy, but I think that he's... Uh, He's going to hold uh, Mo Domingo, and I like the run behind Epicenter. In actual fact, it was very hard for me to make a second selection. It was very close between Zandon and Epicenter. So the second and third, uh, Joe, could, could probably go uh, to, uh, between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I like uh, uh, Zandon. Let me just see uh, what they also... Uh, oh, uh, uh, Chad Brown, uh, the trainer. Mm-hmm. I, I like that trainer, Brown. Yeah, I remember you've uh, followed when you followed our racing. You've been big, been really keen on him as well. Um, what attracted you to uh, Epicenter as your third selection? So it's going to be pretty close between the two. Yes, really close. I, I, uh, Epicenter uh, is. After uh, the run, when he was uh, when he ran six, and he was beaten by Great Escape, uh, then it's faultless form. He is one in, in his last four runs. He's run one uh, last five runs. He's won four and mm-hmm. uh, run a, a, a second. So, um, so I think he um, you'll run a good race. I like uh, like I said. Um, um, that Joe Rosario uh, uh, keeps uh, the ride on this one because I see he, he rode another horse somewhere and, and he's taken this ride. Mm. And I like uh, Stephen Amuson. I think he's a top trainer. So that's what attracted me to Epicenter. And then we go down I really to your... Do like that, uh, I really do like that trainer, Steve uh, Amuson. Oh, yeah, Steve... Uh, uh... Asmussen is um, how we say it over here. And then now you have Epi- or, uh, Messier. So what what Messier you think is a sort of an each way chance for you? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, he ran second to, to Tahiba last time out. So I don't 
so there should not be much between them. I, I don't have the betting, but I, I think Tayiba, on the way that I see it, yeah, she's only had two runs. So I think she's going to be quite a nice prize. I, I can't see her uh, starting as the favourite. She's likely no. race. She's only had two runs. Yeah, they've been pretty pretty good performances as well with Taba. Uh, Twelve to one is what we have here on our um, uh, provisional um, odds. So when we get to race day, then we'll have the uh, the tote figure that out. So all right, Nino, thank you again. I appreciate it. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Clocking the Gallop, and you also have a tipping service as well. Yes, uh, Joe. Basically, uh, Clocking the Gallop is a, a platform or, or that we do for every race meeting in, uh, in South Africa. And uh, also, you know, uh, Nico and Neil have had some overseas experiences with, uh, with the show. I think they did one with you for short term with, uh, was it with Sarah or with Charlene? Yeah, yeah, Shireen and Sarah, yep. But, okay, but basically we, we specialize in South African racing. We, we've got uh, four people, as you know, myself, Nico, Neil, and the guy called the Ghost Rider. So he does Durban. The Ghost Rider does all the Durban. Nico and Neil do Cape Town and Joburg. And I do a PE uh, on my own. So I am the PE tipster. And they, uh, between the other three, they, they sort out all the other uh, centers in, in South Africa. And as far as your tipping service, how does that work? Well, I've got a WhatsApp group, uh, a small group, a, a, a very nice group where, where I post my tips on uh, uh, only for PE. But I do sometimes, uh, if I get some good information, post uh, horses in other centers, but mainly specialize in the PE meetings. And it costs uh, 300 rand per person to join. So all they have to do you send me a WhatsApp on my number, which is uh, 079-576-9257. I don't know what the, what the South African code is. Uh, 026, I think it is. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Then we could, um, we could definitely have people on if they want to try uh, South African racing. I've, you know, Nino has been a, a big helper as far as me selecting some tips for them, or I mean, even like trying to pick some winners. And I know Nino's been um, a big part of uh, Port Elizabeth racing, so it's uh, really nice to see you uh, to see you on here, uh, Nino. And um, good luck on the Derby. Hopefully, we make some money. And until next time, uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you uh, for, for having me on your show, and thanks. Uh, thank you to all the to your followers and to uh, and to uh, America, and I hope that uh, hope that Tabor runs a place for us. I'll be happy with the place. Well, we have a double feature guest this time. So some of the two best guests we could have on right now, and that is um, our friend Joe, Joe and mine co-host and friends of the Beer Garden on Shireen's YouTube channel. We have Shireen all the way from Hong Kong and Steve coming to us from the UK. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Yes, that's my pleasure. We're going all around the world, guys, and the Kentucky Derby. Really fast before we get into your picks, how does how's your country, let's just say, or where you're from, wherever it is, 
how do they take the Kentucky Derby? Is it something that like, do they care? Do they not care? Is it a big deal or not? Yeah, I'd say they care. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I'll be up at three minutes to midnight watching hopefully my horse win. I think it has a, I think more this year, actually, there's a bit more interest in it as well. I, maybe maybe after last year, who knows? But uh, I think this year looks like a really open race as well. So 20 runners, great fun. Yeah, I think it's captured the imagination in the UK. Awesome. Shireen, what do you think? Yes, uh, to be honest, we in Hong Kong, you know, because of the time zone difference, it uh, actually American racing is not that popular in Hong Kong. However, since last season, Hong Kong Jockey Club uh, cooperate with the American uh, racing. We uh, simulcast the British Cup meeting last season at the midnight time. And actually it was quite popular among us, among the racing fans. And I believe that in the coming years or coming season, we will be uh, still keep watching American racing from Hong Kong despite it's the time zone difference. We are quite happy to watch that. And actually, Kentucky Derby is one of the biggest races in America. And this uh, as the first leg of the Triple Crown. For us as a uh, journalist, I will keep writing some articles about this big race to uh, promote it to more Hong Kong racing fans. So I'm quite happy to be here to chat with all of you guys. No, and we're happy to have you here, guys. And that, that's fantastic because you're absolutely right. Let's bring this to the world, Shireen. Let's, Steve, let's bring this to the world. I mean, we don't, we're not that into the Royal Ascot when it comes to everything. We're slowly getting into it, I believe. Um, you know, and, and also like the Dubai and everything like that, uh, Hong Kong racing, everything like that. We're, we're, we're making the bridge. I mean, That's I don't know how well bit the bridge will be built by the Triple Clown. Uh, I wouldn't go over that bridge. Styrofoam uh, and duct tape. Yeah. The world is getting smaller though. It is. It really is. It really is. So thank you guys for coming on and let's get into it. We're going to talk about your derby selections and, you know, it's interesting to hear. So let's go ahead. Um, how about Shireen? We'll start with you with your derby selections. Yeah. So uh, in the Kentucky Derby this year, my pick will be uh, number 12 Tabor because he is quite a lightly raised, scoring two from two, including the center and Ita Derby last time out. When I watched the replay, I was impressed by his good speed. And then he stayed wide in the third place, but still could show some great acceleration since the turn. And of course, Messier uh, is another horse that I respect because both of them went quite well in the center and Ita Derby. But I will be more looking forward to Tabor over 2000 meters. And other one, I will keep my eyes on will be Sandon, the bluegrass winner. Actually, I just wrote and published an article about him in Chinese, saying that he looks quite fit on, uh, in the uh, recent track work. However, when I checked the recent 10 Kentucky Derby winners, eight of them were leading or staying in the first three places in the beginning. So it may be a bit tough for Sandon because he used to be staying at the midfield. So Tabor, I believe he is fast enough to overcome the store 12 under Mike Smith and hopefully he will remain unbeaten. So the 12th table for me. Nice. Shireen going California deep, which I agree with. We'll get into yeah. that later yeah. on. But that's great because that is in... in and great, great, uh, great. You, you did your research because you're right. A length or a link or two lengths off has been the winner in the last like 10 years. So, you know, we have to look at that. So thank you, Shireen. Steve, what about you? Well, I'm actually um, going with another of the Tim Yatin horses and that is Messier. So going against um, Shireen here, 
But um, two great horses, of course, California Deep, as you say, and um, the trainer, of course, once one time assistant trainer to Bob Baffert. So he inherited both horses. And uh, he was beaten, Messi was beaten um, last time by Tabor in the Santa Anita Derby. But I just think um, of the of the horses, I think uh, Messi is the more laid back sort of individual, a really strong, powerful looking colt. I think he'll really be suited to the sort of hurly burly that we'll get with 20 horses around um, the Kentucky track. And I think gate six is nice as well. It's not drawn on the paint. It's not too wide as well. It's a nice sort of medium. And of course, other horses to consider, the likes of um, Epicenter and Zandon, Tabor, as Serene said. And also, I thought Mo Donegal was an interesting horse that won the uh, Wood Memorial uh, Stakes Aqueduct, ridden by Joel Rosario, and now back with um, Erado Ortiz Jr., who knows him well. But hopefully for me, I think the beautiful horse Messier can, uh, can um, bring home the, the victory. Absolutely. The Canadian Messier, which is kind of, um, you know, weird for us because we've only had a couple Canadian bread instead of one, I believe. Um, but, you know, that's interesting. And just so you know, when Yachtin gets them, I mean, we know who's calling the shots here. We all know, right, guys? <laughs> I don't know if you know from overseas, we know who's really training these ho this ho these horses. We nicknamed uh, the trainer Baftin. Baftin. Tim Baftin, yeah. Tim Baftin, yes. Uh, but sounds like a bad mouthwash. It does, yes. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so good picks here. So we're going California deep here because yeah. Shireen liked Messier on the board as well. Um, so, so this is this is good. And thank you guys. And and I'll ask um, Alex or Joe or Sarah anything to ask them about you know, when they're watching over there or, or what they think they're going to bet on over there. Something like that. You guys have any questions? Yeah, AJ, do you have any questions? Yeah, uh, Shireen, you were talking about uh, the popularity of, of the Breeders' Cup. Are, I mean, are we going to see maybe some more uh, Hong Kong horses make their way over here then if get maybe a little cross-pollination going on? Yes, I hope to see that because I remember that several years before uh, some of our Hong Kong representative raced over the uh, American track before. But however, recently because uh, of the pandemic, it is quite difficult for our Hong Kong horse to go abroad. But uh, I'm quite uh, optimistic that I think that in the future years, uh, including all of our Hong Kong owners, the trainers and the jockeys are quite willing to go overseas. And hopefully we can see one day some of our horses will be racing in America. I believe one day we can see it. Maybe we can see Golden 60 come over for the Breeders' Cup. Yes, there is a chance. I think that Golden 60 is also uh, suitable for the dirt track as well. Bonus coverage there. Hear that? You just heard it first uh, here. Steve, what do you think? Um, what's the, uh, you know, is it just another day with a big race or is it something special out there, you know, um, with, with the Kentucky Derby going on? No, I think the Kentucky, excuse me, Kentucky Derby is great. I always watch it. It's one of these things that um, we, we spoke before, didn't we, sometimes of not knowing, you know, the actual calendar of what happens in America sometimes. And But the Kentucky Derby, for me, is always one of these races that I enjoy watching and uh, look back on YouTube and look at the previous um, races and look at the effect of the draw and how they panned out and the jockeys that had raced before and did well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it big time. But added interest this time because we've been on your podcast. <laughs> wow, we appreciate that. Uh, Joe, anything for these guys? Because I have one more question for them, and that's it. Is it Derby or Darby? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Darby. 
I'm a Derby, <laughs> yes. but I changed to Derby because I was on your show. I like Derby. <laughs> I always thought Derby was more football and then Derby was horse racing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think oh. in Britain we'll always call it a Derby, but yes. a Derby. <laughs> A derby in 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 in, in the states. Like, because you don't say the Merseyside dirt a derby. Okay, so yeah, so, so, I'm from New England, so I say water instead of water. Okay, so that's what it is. So, it's a little bit of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. I guess the other question would be for you guys: Is that you know, is this something you know that you guys spend a little more on gambling? Is it something that you know? Like I said, I know you, you said that it's a big deal over there, but is it something that you really go over and you have a little bit of Homerish as well? Because I would like, like you know, um, an overseas horse winning. Do you guys feel that way? Do you feel like the people out there bet more on? Well, we have a Dubai horse coming over. We have a Japanese horse coming over. Do you feel like there's some Homerish, or is it just? whatever no i i enjoy the i mean i i do a lot of specializing there's a lot of french racing these days so i always like it when french horses actually you know you, they, they leave france and arrive in america or french raiders for the breeders cup so i enjoy that aspect of it of course the uk races as well but like the pea flower which ran just the other day there which was formerly in french trains so yeah i like seeing them you sort of root for them don't you when they when they leave closer to you and they go over and they hope they they compete well in in, in another yeah. continent yeah, yeah, no, it, it is weird because you wonder, Shireen, what do you feel? Do you feel like the people around Hong Kong will be betting, I don't know, the overseas horses in general, Dubai horses, Japan horse, you know, do you feel like that or do you feel like they just are smart enough to just yeah. go uh, with what they want? For me, actually, I'm quite jealous or quite envy about the Japanese people over there because in recent years, we see that some of the uh, most of the Japanese horses are quite keen on uh, going overseas and of course they are having quite good results because we Hong Kong is also from Asia just uh, because of the pandemic we cannot make it but uh, just so jealous of the Japanese people so hopefully one day we can see some Hong Kong representative or uh, going overseas but it would be a bit difficult because we in Hong Kong as a quite small place we don't have the breeding industry here so most of the horses are import from overseas and then uh, hopefully we can uh, have some chance to uh, for maybe for some to see some Hong Kong owners or the local jockeys to have some good performance overseas. Yeah that would be great for your industry obviously over there. Um, let me ask you, I'm putting you on the spot Shireen right now when you say you're jealous of Japan, do you feel like if you, if, if you're, if Hong Kong could go over, do you feel like they could be competing with Japan right mm, now? Um, actually, I, uh, I should be supporting the Hong Kong representative, but uh, in fact, we see that the Japanese horses, they are, they are doing really well in the recent years. So maybe it will be quite hard to beat them, uh, but I was still just to cheer for the Hong Kong horses. Absolutely, no, and that's the perfect answer. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's interesting because you're absolutely right. You see what Japan is doing, and you see you're a little handcuffed right now because you can't go over with, with you know the the Hong Kong racing. So you do feel like you know, I think I think the world's coming over here really quick. I love what they're doing with breeding. 
even though you have the non-breeding, because I think that's the greatest move in the world, is just getting the geldings over there running and getting the, you know, the studs and everything from everywhere else. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So it's really cool. And France, what do you think about that? See, with with, with where, where France is, do you think they're competing at this point in the world? Yeah, I really do. I think France is in a very good place at the moment. Lots of um, very good horses there. And um, yes, I mean, as Shireen knows, um, horses going out to um, Hong Kong as well, um, doing very well. That uh, we that we mentioned, as we were saying every every couple of weeks, there's a horse running special M, for instance, um, in Trident, which I haven't. Don't think Trident's run yet, has it, Shireen? Yes, uh, because maybe uh, some of the uh, the con uh, the track condition in France will be much more softer than Hong Kong one. So we, we, we are not always see that some uh, France horses doing well in Hong Kong, but uh, generally speaking, they are also having quite uh, okay performance in Hong Kong because the track is much more fast in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Yes. See, that's interesting. Yeah. Learn things all the time. I just have to ask really quick before we go, how do you feel about the numbers in order like we have them in the gates? <laughs> I have to ask this for every American horse racing yeah. fan. They're going to want to know this. Do you like that better? Um, it's easier for podcasts. Well, that's <laughs> just easier in general. <laughs> but I, but, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the I kind of like the unpredictability of a horse being um, um, number 19, but drawn two. You know, I kind of like that in a way. <laughs> it makes it feel like it's more random. Then yeah. you know, uh, and also, and also, I think, I think when the I, I think say a draw, say if you're favoured by a low draw, you then kind of mm. concentrate on the top half of the field, whereas if it's just a, like a, a random race, then you give each horse its due respect, if you know what I mean, because draws are always there to be defied. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I know AJ would screw up every bet. Uh, yeah, every single one. Not the one horse, but he came out of the 10 hole. I don't yeah. understand this. No idea what's going on. Yeah. Why are they all in the same saddle cloth as well? It's that is weird, too. The same saddle cloth. I absolutely we despise. see that. Because I'm not that weird. smart to figure out what number it is. I need He's to not look good at, at counting. He just learned his color. So numbers are next. Bear with me. Yeah. I nearly said today when I was picking my horse, I nearly said, oh, I'm picking. Um, and number six, and he's drawn six as well, but then that's obvious. So I, so I had to, I had to stop saying that. Me. I'm all in with that horse. If you have that in Britain or Hong Kong or France, yes. like it's horse number 12 and it's drawn 12, it's like, woo, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a random turn up. But of course, in America, it's, that's what happens, you know? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. I understand because okay. our case in Hong Kong, because our, we are mo most of our races are in the handicap system. So the horses are uh, in the ascending order according to their rating and the draw for them is uh, just randomly draw. So it will be uh, so difficult, uh, so different from American and as well as uh, Japan. Absolutely, Shireen. And, and for everybody out there that doesn't know that, you just hit it right in the head because I never knew that either. It's a handicapping system. That it's the handicaps that do the because I've had to explain this to people that are pretty smart in the industry from American racing and I had no clue. 
And and thank you, Shireen, for putting that out there because we have no clue. It's like it's just random. No, it's handicap wise. I think Joe might have told us that first. Uh, yeah, I think Joe did explain that to us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Joe. Well, they yeah. say, well, I mean, they say that it's easier, like that's why Hong Kong racing is so much easier to follow because it's just simple class five system. That's it. You don't have to worry about allowance and all that or claiming or anything like that. It's just straight. If this is, if they're rated this high, then that's what class they're going to be in. And then they they just go higher and higher with the weights. So, yeah. Well, see, that's what you guys, that's why you guys are doing the beer garden for over here, too. Explain that to them, please. They need this. AJ is still confused. He's trying to figure it out right now. I, 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 you lost me 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Woo. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yes, oh. thank you guys so much for coming on and giving us insight um, and, and your picks from for the Kentucky Derby from around the world. We'll see you later. Always a pleasure. Always see you later, later, guys. See you later. And now joining me is Laura King. Uh, she is from the Dubai Racing Channel. She's on holiday, so I actually appreciate her time covering her picks for the Kentucky Derby. And... Um, in Dubai, is the Kentucky Derby pretty big over there? It is this year because we've got our first ever Dubai runner, excluding Godolphin, of course, who've had many, many goes at the Run for the Roses. We've never had a horse who's been trained in Dubai his whole career go over there. So we know summer is tomorrow is a long shot, but we're very, very proud of Bupak, Caroline Seema, and the whole team there that Summer is Tomorrow is, is taking his chance. And of course, we have the UAE Derby winner as well in, in Crown Pride. So we're very, very interested in seeing on seeing what happens on, on Saturday night. Yeah, and before we get into the selections, what are your thoughts on those two? Uh, Summer is Tomorrow, I know, is written by uh, Mikhail Barcelona, and then um, Christophe Lemaire is on... Uh, crown pride so do you think they're both on our local market 20 to 1 30 to 1 do you think they could spring an upset you know it's such a difficult one the i think the best a ua derby horse has ever done in 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 the kentucky derby has finished six so it's not a great history uh, for these horses but this crown pride is a very very good colt he has only been beaten once when he was almost knocked over it's just whether that UAE derby form is strong enough. I don't think it is. I'd be very happy to be wrong. I'd love Summer is Tomorrow to run a huge race for the Burke family. They're so sporting sending the horse over there. It's not a cheap enterprise. He's the speed. We think he's quick enough to, to lead your very fast American horses. He's got a good draw. Mikhail is very good on the dirt for all that he wouldn't have had experience of this race before. I just can't see it happening, but I'd be so happy to be wrong and have Summer is Tomorrow or Crown Pride win this. I think out of the two of them, Crown Pride definitely has the better class. And I don't think I can put either of them top four, but uh, that's how I think they'll get on. I think they'll struggle, but I have a lot of respect for Crown Pride. I think he's a very good colt, And he's been burning up the track over there. He's done plenty of work and looked very good while he's been doing it. Yeah, he had a really nice workout um, the last time out. So I don't know if we're going to have a lot of believers because of the history of What's ha- what has happened? I remember Lonnie actually getting third in the Belmont Stakes, and I know you remember Lonnie. So, all right, your top four selections. Who do you have on top for this year's Kentucky Derby? Well, I don't understand why Cyberknife is such a big price. He's another one who's been working brilliantly, so I'm going to go with a long shot. Why not? Let's put Cyberknife on top, and then I'll be a little bit less brave, I think. I'll go Cyberknife, 
Epicenter, Tiber, and Messier, I think. What is it about CyberKnife? What 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 do you what do you see that we probably don't see in CyberKnife? Because I think the price is twenty to one. Why well, is going to be a lot of like twenty to one, thirty to one? But uh, he is the Arkansas Derby winner. Yeah, exactly. Won the Arkansas Derby. I just know that they're really delighted with him with how everything's been going. I know the owner a little bit. Um, it's huge for him to have a horse in this race. And they are pretty happy with the draw in 60. And I thought, oh, you don't want to be out there. But they're pretty happy with that. So uh, you never know. I just think it's a, a wide open race. I, I don't feel like there's any horse really in here with um, standout claims. So why not go for the long shot this year? Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, I was going to be on Mo Donegal, but, uh, you know, when you're drawn one in the Derby, that's not really that good. But, I mean, he is a closer, so it, it should be okay for him. But, yeah, Taba also, lightly raced, uh, is the Santa Anita Derby winner. So, Taba, what are your thoughts on Taba? Yeah, the Santa Anita Derby is a race I take very, very seriously. Obviously, if Taba wins, there's going to be a bit of controversy, which isn't great. Um, he's done nothing wrong in his two starts so far. He won very well last time. He won even better the time before that, the maiden win. Um, there's a lot to like about him. He's drawn in 12. He's got Mike Smith on board. I could see it happening for Amir Dan twice in a row. That'd be something for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. And then uh, maybe, or could Messier turn the tables on Taba? <laughs> yeah, Which job, can, yeah. Can, can it? Uh, a lot of people with what we've seen from him in the mornings as as well um he's got a bit more experience um yeah uh it's just this year i, I just felt i think i've never gone into the race feeling that it's more of a more open than it, it is this year yeah yeah especially we also have epicenter who is the Louisiana Derby winner. So I know a lot of people are thinking that it is a crazy price at seven to two. So, all right, Laura, thank you so much for your selection. So we can find you on the Dubai racing channel. Um, is there anything coming up with you as far as that goes? Or are you on a, well, you're on holiday right now. So is there anything coming up? I've actually, I've been in the UK working for a week. Very, very happy to be here to cover the 1000, 2000 guineas for Godolphin and, and, and a fantastic victory for, for Caribus, been here for Dubai Racing Channel. Um, at the moment, no racing in Dubai. We won't start up till the end of October, but it means we can spend the summer uh, following European racing, following American racing, and I've got no complaints about that. And now, before we go, do you think, because this is, you know, it is a wide open field, do you think we will see a Triple Crown winner this year? Oh, wow, that seems really early for that question. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. I, don't I, think I just so either. there's no standout. But look, something about six months on Saturday night, the picture will the picture will change. It could just be that this is a very good crop three year old colt over there. Yeah, one of the strongest ones that we've had in a while, I think. Like all these, uh, the Louisiana Derby, the Florida Derby winners, uh, some surprisingly enough are 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 big long shots. So. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be this Saturday, so I'm sure you're going to be watching from wherever you are. And Laura, thank you again for your time. It's always fun having you on talking about our racing, Saudi racing, everywhere around the world, Dubai, and even Australia and the UK. So appreciate it and uh, have a continue to have a great holiday until you have to fly back home. Thank you very much. Great speaking to you. All right. We are here once again around the world. 
around the world with the triple clowns with our derby picks and we have a little bonus today as well i, I think we're gonna get a little bit of oaks from this gentleman that you see right there jamie brownlow that's right jamie tell them about what you're doing and what's going on with you for everybody out there that might not know that's under a rock yeah um well good morning or good evening everybody um watching up youtube um my name's jamie brownlow um i'm a small uh, syndicate owner with Midland Park Racing, which is based in the UK. Um, I've got about um, 11, uh, 10 horses that I'm, I'm, I'm involved with. Um, five on the flat and four over the jumps, which is called the National Hunt. Um, and also I've got like um, two runners, um, which are, will be running tomorrow at Chester, which is a lovely uh, part of the place in the world. Um, which is which are running tomorrow. Um, one called Rivich and one called um, High Flying. Um, also, I do a little bit of um, uh, help them out with the uh, with the declarations on their on their Facebook page. But also, I do a little bit of um, uh, for of, um, volunteering work. Um, just lately, uh, I've just done some volunteering work at Newmarket for the two thousand and one thousand guineas. That was the big meeting in in May, um, and I was. Um, explaining um to you uh, off air uh, we, what we do with the race making we do um we uh, welcome all the race goers and then we try and help them out what is a parade ring what is a pre-parade ring um what does the jockeys do in the parade rate in the parade ring um, we show them the race cards if there's any problems if the race goers can't really understand the race cards so we explain it to them where the form is and where the um, where the trainers are where uh, we are based on the race card and then we um, explain it to them um, what the racing's all about um, and also if the race goers really want to go somewhere and at the racetrack we direct them um, around the course as well so it's all um it's all good. It's all um, it's all interesting. Um, I'm I live in in Whitton in Essex in the UK. Um, I do a little bit of betting and I do do a little bit of um, of US um, betting as well um, with the Preakness, um, the Breeders' Cup, and I normally do a little bit on the Kentucky Derby, which we're going to be reviewing. That's fantastic. And Jamie, um, you have the greatest jobs in the world. I know, which we we heard about, mm. which we're all jealous of. And especially when you do volunteer work, AJ calls that community service. Yeah, so well, I mean, court-ordered community relate. service. Yeah, <laughs> we can relate. Um, Joe's well no, on. I've play. been there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being a naughty boy. I haven't been in trouble. It's just. It's just volunteering. Um, we don't get paid for it, but we we got the passion for the actual for the sport itself because every I would say US, um, UK, France. They've got problems of their sport where we need race goers because it's the next generation that we're looking at. We're, um, we're in the same boat, Jamie. We're in yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I it's, think it's incredible you volunteer time and a judge doesn't tell you to do it. Yeah, that's, well, yeah to me, that's this is, yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. I didn't know that was any. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, well, <laughs> you are. <laughs> but no, but but that's great, and you're you're absolutely right. We deal with the same thing with American racing. We need the yeah. next generation to come in. And it's a wonder, it's, it's a wonder because we have to uh, probably get together and talk about this because it's a problem in the world, so. Yeah, it's, it, it's, 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 um, it's a problem where with race goers, but it's also a problem the sport itself. Um, 
there's, in my mind, there could be too many organisations and there's too many, too much racing. Um, it could be a little bit, you know, it could be cut a little bit, but it's all like myself with owners and it's, I don't really want to bore everybody. It's just like, you know, with prize money. I mean, you've got most probably France and America have got really fantastic prize money. Here we are, we're not struggling, but we're, we're, we're fighting for each other, trying to get that, that, you know, that exclusive more pound, if you know what I mean. Um, I think with UK people, they, they will understand it. Um, but it, it, it's, just, it's the same thing with everybody. You're looking at the car, um, where, I, where I, um, I describe it, racing is a car, but you look under the bonnet, there's quite a few problems that need sorting. Um, so it's, it's one of them things. And with the race, with the, with the volunteering, when we try and get the youngsters, if I can get five, six, or even 10 people coming back to racing, I've done my job. I've done it and, I've, and I'll pat myself on the back and I'll do that. And, um, and that's really, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the good thing for me for doing volunteering for race making. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you, Jamie. We try to do that with the triple clowns. Um, we really try to get the younger people, um, make it a little cooler, I guess, which we would say, um, Joe drives around in an ice cream truck. I think that's weird. Um, yeah. Why? At least people want ice cream. Yeah, it's true. Everyone loves ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but no, we do the same thing. Trying to make it a little more hip, I guess. We go about it the wrong way in a lot of things. We could go on yeah. for that. For oh yeah, but That's Jamie, yeah, we we'll do this. Deep we'll get in deep with this, Jamie, sometime. Yeah. But right now, we're going to talk about the Kentucky Derby and your selections from over there. Well, um, I've, I've had a look at it. It's a really big field, and I've, I'm really I enjoy the old Kentucky t- uh, Derby. Um, I've done. I've selected four, um, and I might I might push away one. So in, in my this is my little um, how I see it. Um, so for the one mile two furlongs, uh, which is on a dirt track, so or in American terms, at one and a quarter miles or ten furlongs. So the first one I've gone for is the summer. Uh, summer is tomorrow, uh, which is drawn four. Um, I've seen on the morning line, which is about thirty to one. So it's the Dubai um, Raider, uh, placed in the UAE uh, Derby at Maidan on dirt. But I'm not sure he can cope with the actual distance because he got uh, he got collared on the line by a Japan um, a horse called Crown uh, Crown Pride, I believe. Um, but I think he's got a, if he's got a very good European jockey, uh, which is Mark, uh, Mikel Barcelona. So I would imagine he will try and either um, go, you know, ease up on the pace. He'll go mid div. Um, he's won the actual um, the English Derby um, at, at, at um, Epsom um, before. So um, hopefully that's a bit of experience for him uh, for that one. Um, so I'm hoping he, he could be there or not. Um, the second, the second that I looked for, I looked, and this is really, this is a really good because I like the jockey John Velasquez, uh, Miss, uh, is it Miss Weir, uh, drawn six at eight to one. He's got some really good form. Um, so he started strongly on both starts at Santinita. Um, so he's win, he's got a win and a second. Um, so he, hopefully he, he's not considered the bet on the draw with the with the uh, withdraw six. So I'm hoping that. Um, he, um, John Velasquez can go forward or as I've been watching his racing, it can drop in 
um, so he can um, put him off to sleep. So he, where he's like um, traveling well at the back, he can actually go from the turning from the home straight and try and use his pace, which he has got, which I've seen um, him um, racing before. Um, and he won, did he um, actually won in the Santanita Derby? Uh, and that was that was a very small field wasn't it it's um a field of six yeah so i'm just wondering um with a big field would that really um you know might not scare him obviously with horses it's a little bit different obviously um i'm just wondering it could be it could be um he might not like the big field because some horses just don't like it all the the hustle and bustle and just absolutely just drop down tools and just do not want to race so i'm just wondering if he can do that um he's at um with a morning line at eight to one um he i do like that one um with uh, johnny Velasquez. the interesting one um that i like is in draw eight uh, called charge it um Training with Todd Pletcher, um, jockey Louis, um, is it Salvis? If I pronounce that right, or Sayers. Yeah, he's at twenty to one on the morning line. He's only ran three times, and everyone loves a grey um, because everybody always likes to put a bet on on a grey. Um, he's got plenty of promise last time out in another derby in in Florida, if that's right, because he was quite green at the time. Um, that. That might be um, a little bit with unexperience um, with that particular uh, in the Kentucky uh, Derby. But with Greenness, it could um, come out with him with that particular race. And he's got a bit, he's got a lot, um, he can have like a, uh, a professional run. So even if it's with his fourth run, I wonder if that will improve him on his last run where he finished second. Um, he ran really well in that particular race. Um, I'm wondering um, that will do well. And he's, he's a big price as well for a Todd Pletcher horse. Um, I did see it on, um, on the Kentucky Morning Line uh, website. Um, he was at 20 to 1. That'll be a nice each way, um, an each way um, horse to, to bet on or show, um, which I've looked up. We should, some, um, we're in the UK, we do each way. And I think if you want to have a horse that comes first, second, and third, is it show? Is that right? Is that is that okay? Is that right? Show show yeah. that yeah. is first second. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, no worries. So on the fourth one um, that I watched last night was simplification um, drawn thirteen. Um, so um, trained by Antonio Sanro and jockey Jose Ortiz. He's a, a he must be um, a, a very up and company. He's a very very experienced jockey, I believe. Joe Ortiz. So, yeah. has he won that a few times as well? Um, as well, anybody? I don't know that? if he won the Derby. Ho Jose is um, his brother. Irad has won like right. few. Okay. Uh, I think he won the Eclipse Award for us for Jockey of the Year a couple of years right. ago. So he's okay. the real deal. He's a top five guy okay. in America. Okay. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, so simplification. Yeah. I've looked at. He's got like four runs, and he's got really good experience. So I feel that if he can. If he can do really well coming um, up the pace with it, um, I think he can, he, even if he can drop in as well, because when I watched him on his last run last night on, on a video replay, um, the jockey decided to go with the pace where the horse come beside him and he just did not want him to get the horse getting past him. He just literally just went for it on the, on the turning. So I'm just wondering, instead of like using his speed for that and doing a, a dual, um, 
you know, win for the for the actual race. I'm just wondering if you can just ease off with the pace and just come off it, um, which it might help uh, in in the uh, the Churchill Downs track. So that's um that could be you know your your um someone said and I I quite agree that simplification could be in your in your trifecta or something like that or your super trifecta. So that would be interesting for that one. But me, so my selection at the four, and it's going to be um, two. I call it each way. You can you can call it show. Is Mesa, which is uh, um, uh, written by John Valakres and trained by Tim Yachting. Um, so he can draw six. He's at eight to one. So he's my he's my show in each way. And the other one, which I normally do two in, in the same race because I normally have one. Which is a shorter price and have one run for your money. And the one for running for me money is um, Charge It, which is uh, trained by uh, Todd Pletcher and, and ridden by Luis Saris. And I think he, he might have a, you know, a, a surprise turn up in the, in the first three. So those are my two uh, Mesa and Charge It. Real quick, Jose's never won the Derby, he has won the Belmont. Yeah, right. yeah, he was a, he was our uh, Clips Award winner in 2017. Yeah, so the year he won the Belmont. Mm -hmm. He's definitely due. He's a very good jockey. Yeah, but, you know, absolutely. Um, it's really the Ortiz. Well, it's more New York, and not many New York horses win really. So right. it makes sense. Johnny V on uh, Messier, and I'm I, I'm not going to give it away right now, but I'm big on that horse as well in California yeah. horse. Uh, and uh, simplification. I love the charge it angle that you gave. Um, yeah. I didn't, you know, looking at charge it now, I sort of got to look at it long enough before you explain that to me because yeah. it is true. Mile and a quarter, which what we say, it would yeah. be um, how many meters, Joe? No. thousand <laughs> meters, Joe. I was trying to give yeah. you a soft toss. I believe it's 2,000 meters. Yeah. We don't know that over here. You say meters. AJ and oh, I are joking about it. It's like 20,000 miles. Run this <laughs> yeah. They can run a mile and a half, but not 2,000 meters. That sounds way too long, even though that's shorter. <laughs> um, but fantastic. But bonus right now. So we got your picks right there. Yeah. Sarah, what does it say right now for his picks? So his first and second would be the six Messier and two charge it, but he also likes the four summers tomorrow and 13 simplification. I love it. All right. We got those. We have bonus with, with, with him right now. We're going to go Oaks real quick. Give us your Oaks because those will be out before the Oaks. Right. Okay. With your, with your Kentucky Oaks, which is a one mole, one furlong grade one. Um, I was tossing up between two. Um, and there's a lot of talk about, is it nest um, draw four? Um, yep. He's got, she's got very good foot. Well, she's only run twice, but, she looked really good um, last time out. It, it says on a sloppy track at Keeland, but when I watched it, it didn't really look like sloppy. It was half and half. Um, and, it, and it was, and you know, with a mile race, and she travelled so well, especially coming around from the home turn, and she won very impressively, um, and she won by six-plus lengths. Um, and that was, you know, I was really impressive with that one. And then... I looked in the field and I thought, who, was, who is going to try and beat Ness? Because I think she's the talking horse um, for me because she looked really impressive. And the, the one um, I looked was Kathleen O, 
um, drawn 10 and the morning line at seven to two. Now she, I mean, she's run, well, looks like she's ran three times and she's won all three. And she's won, uh, was it at Gulfstream uh, in a one mile race in the in their own Gulfstream Oaks Stakes race. Um, even though that was a small field, um, she, could be, she could be dangerous coming off the pace. Um, especially at the back of the field, uh, or a, she might come in, or even a jockey, if it's a quite a fast, fast pace, she might um, drop it, drop her in in mid diff, just to um, just you know, just to, um, get her off and falling asleep. But I think I was tossing between the two, um, but I I really do look Nest. Nest looks like that looks like an, um, a talking horse for me, and it looks. Looking at it, watching it, I don't do no um, looking at times and all that because that's just irrelevant. You you trust your own eyes, what you see, um, and and Nest just looks looks really really impressive um, in that in that uh, particular way. So Nest for me for the Oaks. There you go. Uh, I love I love that you just said that because we talk about that a lot. Where the eye yeah. test watching replays, I don't really care about the number or the times. You can see when a horse doesn't want it, something happens, yeah. and nothing's reported about that. It doesn't go into anything. Um, that's great. And I picked Kathleen O. I picked Ness. I was big on that. So Sarah and I were yeah. on the same page. Uh, Ness is a favorite there. Um, awesome. Well, so we'll recap these. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay, as Oaks picks are just the four Ness and 10 Kathleen O. Yeah, absolutely. So, think. And if I do really badly, you don't have to chase me because I'm on the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> You're safe for now. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's what Twitter and social media is for. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll get trolled most probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, speaking of that, where can everybody follow you and see what you're doing and everything like that? Give a plug to whatever you're doing out there. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my Twitter account is at brownlowj74. So I do quite a bit of, um, of you know, a bit of horse racing, quite a lot, actually. I uh, do quite a bit. I mention my own horses um, and I do quite a lot of retweets. So if anybody needs any any help or anything, I normally do a lot of retweets for them. Um, and also, if there's anything that I normally put my opinion, I normally just tweet out um, at that as well. Um, and it's all good, really. It's all, you know, it's not all um, doom and gloom, all negative. It's all like, you know, a bit of positive and a bit of my own opinions in even if it's from um, from football or soccer or from or from American football where I used to support um, uh, Chicago Bears. So oh yes, yeah, Chicago Bears. <laughs> so That's because, just for um, AJ. Yeah, because when when I I used to watch um, there was a, um, a TV channel called Channel Four, and when I used to watch it, there was uh, Chicago Bears, and you had the the fridge. And William Perry, is it William Perry? It's William yeah. Perry's the fridge, yeah. Yeah, William Perry, yeah. So that was my, that's my, 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 my American football support. They, ha they have done so much worse. Since He's a Packer time. fan. He's a Packer fan. So much uh, worse. The, Don't the get him going. He's a Packer Packers. fan. So, yeah, my, so I do um, um, a podcast called um, Money Rider Racing, which I've got here on me, on me shirt. Oh, yeah, it's my shirt and all that. Um, do that. Um, we normally do like um, podcasts on the Cheltenham, which, which we just done on the, uh, the Cheltenham Festival. Um, we'll be doing some um, previews on the Royal Ascot and the Epsom Oaks and the Epsom Derby, which is coming up in June. 
and that's the same thing. The Oats is on the Friday in June. The oh, I've got to remember this. I think it's June the third or fourth, and the Derby's on June the fifth on the Saturday because it's a big thing uh, because the the Queen's um, uh, Jubilee um, celebrations and everything. So so we'll be doing that um, as well. So yeah, just keep a look out. I normally just do a bit, a few retweets and and post all the um, on the po- on the podcasts and all that which is like what we do here. We do like a YouTube um, video or we normally have our own little um, a little uh, studio and we have a little get together and do that during the night and then we'll post that up. That's so, yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, Jamie, listen, everybody out there, um, for everybody that follows Jamie, um, come over and let's talk American racing with us. And then, you know, every American fan we have, we'll go over there, talk to him Definitely. and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but thank you so much. No uh, worries. Yeah, we appreciate it. And the Triple Clowns need to get out there for one of those um, Darbies. Right, Joe? Is that how you say it, Joe? Darby? Darby? Yeah. Yeah, the Darby. Darby. Yeah. Any Darby, we're there. That's what we want. <laughs> how about a, a demolition Darby? Demolition Darby. <laughs> demolition yeah. Darby out there. It's totally American. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but no, it was great to like see you in person. I know we've kind of gone back and forth on Twitter and um yeah. I you know Tom introduced us really because Tom's following yeah. more of the jump races I, now. Yeah, that's the first that's the first time I uh got together with Tom on Twitter and that and he was like, you know, um he followed and I followed back. And then I was just giving uh giving some um Look, look at this, what we've got here over with the National Hunt over the jumping. Um, we, I was showing him with, um, there was it, uh, Cheltenham, uh, Musselborough. Um, there was a few um, jump races at Chepstow when we had the Welsh Grand National um, and also the Scottish Grand National. Yeah, it was great. And then I think Tom had the bit of the bug of the jumping and he went to the point to point in, in America. Mm-hmm. We've got a point to point um, in England as well. But there's some so much unique um, racetracks um, that really I think I would say Americans should come over because it's so u- unique. Um, we've got Fontwell where we've got a figure of eight track um, over jumps. Um, we've got a figure of eight um, flat over Royal Windsor. Um, you've got um, you've got Goodwood where you've got the Camber, which the, the actual racetrack goes from um, where you're looking down on the track from right to left. And on the Epsom, which is like um, out of a, a horseshoe with like a U, um, where you've got like Tattenham Corner with all these um, uh, around there. And then their camp, the, the camber of the track is from um, left to right. Um, you've got unique um, racetracks at Hexham where you've got mountains behind... <laughs> In behind, you've got the headquarters of Cheltenham with all these, uh, with the Cotswolds. Um, you've got the, uh, I've got a local track, which is, um, well, I would say 30 minutes away called Chelmsford City Racetrack. Um, that's an all weather and a, um, a turf track as well, which will be under the light soon in, in turf. And we've got, well, I've mentioned Chester. Chester's in the, in the middle of um, Chester City. Um, right slap bang in the middle um, it's the most tight track um, in the world um, it's so tight you, I mean it's so so 
draw bias, it's ridiculous. Um, and you've got Epsom, which is you've got the, the fastest five furlong dash in the world, which is literally just downhill. Um, you just you just pray, close your eyes and think of England and <laughs> with, <laughs> with that one. Um, yeah. well, you got you got Chepstow. I, I'll tell you what, you, you've got Pontefract, which is they're racing on a on a hill, which is like, like on a bank. It's just ridiculous. It's you've got so so many tracks, which is unique, where you can, like myself, I try and push out if I can on Twitter or anybody else. If it ran even race goers in the UK, go and go and have a look. I know there's problems at racing, but have a look. Go to the racetracks because they're so unique and quite quirkiness. Yeah. Um, some, you you just you just like really and you and I I would imagine. Some of the race goers in America, if, if you want to come over and you want to go to, I would say, one of the unique, unique racetracks, I would say, like, uh, I would say, like today, Ch Chester or Ascot or you've got Newmarket, you will go, wow, they're, they're running straight. They're running in a straight line in a straight track. We, we normally go round in a circle, left handed. But we go right-handed and left-handed and straight. So that is that is that is yeah. crazy. I mean, you're gonna have to sell me on on the hurdles and the jumps because it freaks me out. I get nervous when Joe or Sarah walk over a curb. So I mean, you can imagine what I am with horses. Uh, it, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, that's something that Americans. I don't know. We'd have to get used to that. Yeah, um, but. I'm just running like with AJ or Joseph, most probably. They've most probably seen it. I'm not sure. I don't know if they've seen the National Hunt or even the equivalent of the American uh, National Hunt. I don't know if they've seen it seen it before yet. Or I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. Most more, they, most probably, uh, I'm sure you're really most probably more in the, in the flat. They have it, but they don't really show the hunt races over here. Well, I mean, some... Like some betting sites will show it, but some don't. But they have like a national hunt, like in um, I want to say Maryland, right? Okay, where it's like a big, like winding, like a big course. Uh, and that's a fox hunt, right? Is that where that comes from? Yeah. I'm just. Oh, what about yourself, AJ? What about what about yourself? If I've seen highlights that? on Twitter and I've seen big crashes, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like nerve wracking. Like, I even got like it gives you anxiety. I always say if you want like a high anxiety attack, it's watch so it. weird. I mean, even watching that movie Dream Horse, I was just like, yeah. I mean, I watched a steeplechase and track, and that like is enough I, for me. I I I tell you what, it was it was um I had to get used. I I literally had to get used to it because I I. I had a horse that ran on the flat and they decided to go over hurdles. So I just went, right, okay, then I'll, I'll watch something. I'll watch it on TV. Uh, we've got two uh, racing channels we called. Uh, one of them's called uh, Racing um, Racing TV and At The Races. So I watched At The Races and I watched a, a, a particular jump race. And I went, right, okay, I'm getting used to this. And then when I watched when I watched my horse uh, running on TV because I couldn't get there, um, it was at Cartmel, and uh, I got used to that. Um, and I went, oh, okay, then I can I can I can take this. And then, but when I was at, <laughs> it's tough. But when I was at, but when I was at um, Cheltenham, um, this was oh six years ago, um, and there was a horse called I, I had a horse owned called Taring. Um, 
and that was and that was an experience I've never forget. That was that's absolutely oh, it won. Um, I went absolutely berserk. Um, I was, you know, I was I was quite confident of him jumping the hurdles, even though I've, I went on the racetrack itself to have a look how big they are, and they were really, really, they were quite, quite um, reasonably big. Um, and then um, that was manic. I was kissing, I was kissing the the Queen Mother statue. Um, I absolutely ruined their flower design. Um, I sat down on it and ruined their flowers. Um, that's why they've got they've extended their winning enclosure now, with so they can so they don't have to um, ruin all their flowers at the because front. Of you, of their because enclosure. of you, you screwed it up. Yeah, off. because of me. Yeah. yeah, it was because of me. <laughs> but um, but I t- I'll tell you what though, I do like you. I, I do like your um, American racing um, coming back to because it, this is the main um, feature of the Kentucky uh, Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. But I do like your your racing with your Peakness and your and your and your Breeders Cup. And also with the Kentucky, because it's you know that's the main attractions and all that. I know you've got your main enclaimers and and your other handicaps if you if, um, of it. Oh, no. I do yeah. like your, I do like your, your your main your main races that you know norm, that I normally watch as well. Sometimes you know, so it's um it's all good. I'm not I'm not anti not anti um US racing or anything. It's I do like your racing there, but it's just. Strange where that you just go one one way, left-handed, round a circle. That's it. That's all we got here. We love NASCAR. We love NASCAR too, and that's all they yeah. do either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one turn left. We and keep that's it, it simple. We don't Apparently. our tracks in high school, you just run around that way. I don't even actually know how to run the other way. It's weird. Yeah. I fall uh when I have to do it. It's it's uh <laughs> Like we just make left turns all the time. Go straight uh, or we go left. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering what's your what's your selections, AJ and Joseph, for the um for the derby and we can't and the tell you. Well, oh, it's a it's a super secret till the oh, end, the end of the show. Our final thing. I've got, to, I've got to watch the, we'll tell you. Watch the YouTube now. I've got we to sign off. We'll tell you. Um, well, speaking of that, let's sign off. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Jamie Brownlow, this has been a pleasure. And hopefully no we way. can bridge this gap, even though I don't think there's a gap. We no. come together and make horse racing universal. Like yeah. I said, everybody yeah. out there that follows Jamie, follow us. Everybody out there that follows us, follow Jamie. Let's learn about other tracks. Because if you're betting parks on a Monday, I'm sure there's a better option in England. Right, Joe? Anything is better than parks. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> That's a solid argument. There it is. is. Sunray Park. So, shout out there. Um, and yeah, so no, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on. We no appreciate worries. it, Jamie. Let's stay in touch. Anytime you need I us would. on your show, you're doing, we'd be more than happy, any of us, to come on. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. And obviously, definitely. hopefully, You'll come back on our show sometime. Yeah, definitely. Just give me give me a shout and I'll be there. No worries. Much, much appreciated. Thanks for the invite for today. Thank you, Jamie. No worries. Thank you. Okay. Well, well that was, that was fun. fun. There that was you fun. go. That was fun, guys. That's right. We went around the globe. That was really interesting. We got a lot of good insight. But now we're going to talk about it. Yeah. The time we've all waited for us the triple clowns gonna give you our 
derby selections and what we're doing with the derby. So let's start it off. The derby. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks, Joe. Thanks for leading, leading it off. I am, I know we, we talked a lot about this source. A lot of people did talk about this source. This is, might be the sexy pick, uh, but he's going to be one of my picks. That's none other than Crown Pride. Uh, the way he's working right now is unparalleled. He ran a bullet just on Wednesday. And how he's training, how he's working is so old school. And you guys know I am a student of the game. The way that he is working is so like a Woody, a Woody Stevens trained 49er, just just pounding, pounding, pounding until until the race, until that race happens. Uh, he's the work, the way he's been working is very interesting. And I love the I love how we can see this live on on the internet. Uh, he's he's worked so much straighter and somebody pointed out on on twitter jessica Paquette, a friend of the show it's actually a dressage horse he is the way he's working out is so straight and that helps with his balance uh i think it's a little bit it reminds me of seattle slew with with how with how he with how he looks and listen this horse is no slouch he, he won a million dollar race just a couple months ago um we have we've seen japanese horses before i think this is this is going to be the real deal uh the horse is going to come off the pace and i think he could steal it uh it, we we could see we could see something else i don't know if we're going to get 20 to 1 but uh we, we could we could get a we could get a little bit of price on that i'm going to put it i'm going to put this horse with crown pride and that's the 15 white barrio let me just say uh sappy joseph is one of the nicest men in the game and uh I know if nice guys want everything, uh, we, we wouldn't be talking about this. But listen, I love this horse. I've loved him uh, since the day he stepped out. I had, I bet huge, him huge on the Holy Bull. Uh, he beat, and listen to this lineup that he's already beat. He's beaten Charger. He's beaten beat Simplification twice. Me uh, beat the number one horse that everybody loves, Mo Um Tyler's two for two on him. And listen, his running style is perfect for this 15 hole. How he comes off, the, how he comes, how he makes that really wide turn. If he was one or two, if he was, if he was in the first five or seven spots, I was not going to play him. But I think this 15 spot is, is lines with this hop, horse up perfect. Like I said, Tyler's two for two on this horse. And Ty, what does he have? Like six Churchill Downs uh, titles under his belt. I think Tyler is, uh, Tyler is the perfect jockey. For this horse, I'm going to round out my trifecta. I have a couple, couple little bombs. I'm going to just, I'm going to epicenter, man. I want to look at all these horses. Epicenter, the way he won the Louisiana Derby was so impressive. Um, he beat two, he beat two Derby horses that day. Uh, the Risen Star, he beat two, he beat two different Derby horses. Um, got nailed in the wire by a, a horse called call me midnight which is a pretty freaking good horse uh in in one of his own in his only loss uh he beat a horse that i know that brandy you love in seal beach and he beat he beat surfer dude twice um at this track uh i think this horse is going to set the pace and uh hey uh we have jo joel rosario i think joel rosario is going to have a huge weekend our two-time Winning jockey of hot jockey of the wheat sponsored by Fantac. I think he could possibly not only throw up lilies, I think he might, I think he might throw up some roses as well. So I've got Epicenter, Boyda Barrio, and Crown Pride. 
Wow, Rosario double for you. Yeah. A little bit. So. There's your Oaks Derby double, Rosario, Rosario. All right. I like it. Let's move on. Yeah, Joe, who do you like? Oh, man. This is really tough. I mean, I, obviously, it's going to be like a really, really, you know, you have 20 horses and one also eligible. So you had to narrow it down. Surprisingly enough, I didn't take Crown Pride. I don't think he's going to do it. I think, I think that, um, that thing is still going to linger where a UAE horse or an international horse isn't going to win the Derby. And I think that's still going to happen, even though everything's for crown pride. I actually went to the one next to him, charge it. That race in the Florida Derby was actually pretty good. If he ran straight, he would have probably been a lot closer to white Abario. And then he had a dominating win in the last race and his maiden special weight. Um, I think with the draw, he'll be okay. He's going to probably sit off the pace a little bit and let all the leaders uh, from the outside or from the inside get let, let them go. And then um, if there is a pace meltdown, he could clean it up. I think it's going to be somewhere from mid-pack that's going to be uh, off the pace that's going to win. Um, now, if you're looking for something, a bit of a, a, a lunatic pick, sort of, I actually like a little bit of Smile Happy. Uh, Smile Happy is one of the bigger closers. And as, as what um, Tom has mentioned, second to Zandon, and then second to Epicenter. So there is form behind them in Keeneland. Churchill Downs, he does have an advantage, I'd say, because he's won at Churchill. I like Smile Happy a little bit um, also in this race. And then I do like Mo Donegal, even though he has the draw in one. And this is funny because Irad Ortiz had draw one last year. We all saw what happened there. But Mo Donegal is another closer. I think, like I said, if, all, if he gets swamped in from all the other speed horses and off the pace horses i think he could wait and sit until until that last run i mean that wood memorial race was actually really good um, a lot of co-favorites in that race um but then you can't go you can't go past Taba two two last starts i mean you're getting a really good price i think 12 to 1 especially being a santa nerdy santa anita derby winner um with that uh be messier messier could Turn the tables, another Bob Baffert versus Bob Baffert. We might see that exacta, Taba and Messier, but uh, lightly raced, two races. Um, I think Taba does have a shot. He can be off the pace as well. I don't think it's going to be a speed horse. If it was, then I would, probably would have taken Summer is Tomorrow because I think that um, he does have a lot of speed, especially for gate four. Oh, yeah. He could probably steal it. But, um, I, yeah, I, I'm, going with, um, I'm going with Charge It. I think Charge It's going to be the one. I get it. All right. Nice. Nice. I do have a, a futures bet on Smile Happy Joe. So I'm hoping I don't, I put that in months and months ago. So good. Oh, anyway. goodness gracious. All right. <laughs> All right, AJ. If it wins, then uh, you have to give me half. No, no I don't. <laughs> Why? I don't know. How that Why? Works, he bet it like months. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go to the bank. Hold on. I'll be back. AJ, who? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> AJ, AJ Ryder, 15 horses. No, it's going to be four. Um, but after circumnavigating the globe, similar, like all our guests, similar to Magellan, uh, everyone's going to die in the Philippines because there's been a couple horses no one's mentioned. And I am with you, Joe, on a couple of these. But the fact that none of our guests met, mentioned Epicenter at all, uh, to me, is a little bit... Look, 
your seven to two favorite. I know it's not sexy, but again, like just just said, this horse has won at Churchill. It's won three of the or four of the last five starts. It's had coming in looking very strong. Rosario Asmussen, Asmussen at Churchill Downs. How do you not take that? Uh, the only thing about Mo Donegal, I, I will say, is the fact that the first time he left New York uh, was the only loss he had, or one of the two losses he had. That concerns me a lot, that most of his wins are at Aqueduct. And the Wood Memorial winner has not been doing well. He didn't even have the best speed figure in the Wood Memorial. Early voting did. So as much as I want to take a New York horse, because that's kind of where my preference is always at, uh, I, I can't go with that horse. Um, I am... I'm with you on White Barrio, though. I think White Barrio, Florida Derby winner, we all know how uh, well Florida Derby winners have done in the Derby in the past, especially this horse has now won two in a row, at least has raced at Churchill before. Uh, so, you know, has been there, done that, and, and tried it before, comes back Churchill, a familiar area. And I, a Florida Derby winner, how do you not take that at 10 to 1? Um, and then a horse no one has mentioned a lot of Cyberknife. Cyberknife has now run six furlongs in its work at Churchill. We all know how important training at Churchill is prior to the Derby. Uh, I don't remember who told us that. Was it Mike or Dan? Someone someone had mentioned that in, uh, in a Derby show past that uh, the. Yeah. Chip, train, chip, chip. Uh, when you train well at Churchill, it's a good sign. And also, when you have Brad Cox and Florent Giroux on a twenty-to-one shot, that seems like a really, really good sign. And an Arkansas Derby winner. Um, I, I think this horse is bit is nowhere near twenty-to-one, and it should be. Uh, morning line, I thought was going to be a lot, a uh, lot lower on this horse. So I, I'm going to go there. And then the last one I'll do. I had to kind of pick between Tabia and Messier. Now, me and Randy talked earlier today, actually, on horses that don't win the Santa Anita Derby and then win the Kentucky Derby. Now, I know Tabia looks like an absolute stud. Uh, 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 what do we call it? Baftine horse? Baftine horse. Uh, I mean, this is essentially... Uh, a Bob Baffert horse, but so is Messier. I'm going to take Messier out of the two. I'm not going to take them both. I'm going to go with the one that lost, but I think has more potential, and that's going to be Messier. Uh, a lot of us are on that uh, Hall of Famer, Johnny V also, and that, that's what I'm going to do to round out my derby picks. I went three, six, um, 15, 16. All right, so All right, I like it. Okay, um, I am taking, I like Crown Pride. I think Tom said really basically all there is to say about this horse since he's come over um, to Churchill after his win in the UAE Derby has just been nothing but stun everybody with his workouts. Um, and the one thing to also consider as well is one, his win in Maidan, that's a deep track. So is Churchill. So he's familiar with, with that, that deepness. Um, I am taking summer is tomorrow as well. The four, uh, I do see this horse going out to the, to the lead perfect position to do mm -hmm. so. Um, you get that second placing in the UAE Derby, but really, if you look at this horse, I am a little bit nervous as he hasn't been over here as long as crown pride. Um, 
just in regards to the international horses coming in. Um, but after breaking his maiden at Maidan uh, at the end of last year, he comes in and just, he, he runs at seven furlongs, destroys the field completely, comes in and competes at that mile and three sixteenth, really does put in a good performance um, in which people didn't think he was a strong horse going into it. And I think he just proved that he grew into being a strong contender uh, for that race. And now coming over, I think we're going to see a lot of great speed out of him. I do like AJ picking the 16 Cyberknife. I've been looking at this horse and I was also yeah. wondering why nobody's really talked about Cyberknife. Um, you said everything. I think that really is need to be said about this, you know, winning that Arkansas Derby from, you know, by, by two and three quarter lengths, I think proves that this horse, you know, distance should not be a question for him. Um, and then I am taking, uh, Taba, I'm taking the 12 here. Taba, I know it's a big ask for its third start to be the Kentucky Derby, uh, but why not? If this horse can do it, this horse is going to be exceptional. So those are he my doesn't, I did he doesn't know it's his third start. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> we all do, but we'll see. I mean, for a second start to come in and win the Santa Anita Derby like he did, um, we'll see how he does in his third start in the Kentucky Derby. All right, so recap what you got. I have the four summers tomorrow, seven crown pride, 12 Taba, and 16 cyber knife. All right, so I might as well go out on a limb here and I have a couple of things to say about everything. First of all, the cyber knives and the closers that you guys have, I don't know how we can bet those guys. Right. I mean, these horses have not come off the lead in the last like eight years. It's been a horse that's within a length or leading. Like this doesn't happen anymore. There's no closers that are going to win this race. But there's no speed either. But, but whatever the speed is could just steal it. No speed and you have stamina, then who cares? Better than early speed. So I think um, I'm going to go straight out right away and say Messier. Messier, Messier, Messier. Like we talked about before. Um, I love the fact that Messier may win and the great one didn't last year. That's kind of ironic for all you Canadian hockey fans. Um, there. Right. But uh, Messier, I think, is just has the speed to go near the lead, can definitely run the distance. And I don't think any of these horses can get this distance, really. I don't think there's a marathoner in this race. I don't think there's going to be a horse that runs again, unless it's the Belmont, at this distance. Let's just put it that way. But I think Messier has that. So I'm going to big time on Messier. I have to take also, um, I have to go with the Japanese horse, even though I feel like I'm talked out of it because I think this horse got to go to the front. I think this yeah. horse is going to go to the lead, if not pressing the Dubai horse there. Summer is tomorrow, but I don't think that horse has anything. We showed it last time with Crown Pride. Crown Pride, I think, will go near the front. If not on the front. And so I'm going heavy with early speed here. Um, so I would like to say also that I, you know, I have to go with if you're gonna give me um Taba, Taiba, Taiba at the odds, this horse might be a monster. Oh, it's not justified. Justify had three stars. Really? Really? 
two to three in what he did. <laughs> really? You right. think that's right. the big True. right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, come on. All or nothing, possibly. I think this horse needs to be more forwardly placed than it was in the last race out with a small field. But I have to go with that horse as well. Um, gun, gun runner, baby. Yeah. And, and gun runner, yeah, gun runner babies have proven they can do a lot of things. And also, one of those things being really popping. good. Um, so I'm really just going to go, you know, I'm just going to go three deep with that. I said three or I said four. Yep, you know, you said six, seven, twelve. Six, seven, twelve there. Um, I like Charge wow. It. I have to say, Charge It is my dark horse. I don't know why this horse is. Hi, Jamie really talked you into that one. It's one into one. And so did uh, Joe. Joe, yep. Joe picked them. Too, Joe, right? yeah. Um, I really, yeah. So, I mean, if you gave me a fourth, I'd go charge it. But so give me those three heavy and Messier, super heavy. I mean, are we looking at another Medina Spirit? Yeah, well, you know, I hope not. For his, well, in terms of winning, um, I hope so. Understood. Well, then we get to have the whole Baffert discussion all over again. You can do it all over again. Which we, we, uh, which we love. Of course, it's horse racing. It is, it is. But those are our picks. Those are our Derby picks, the Kentucky Derby. We made it moving around the world, came back to bring you our picks as well. So bunch of different time zones and continents. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah, it was it was um, pretty crazy. So gosh, where did we go? We went to Hong Kong, we went to Japan, we went to Korea, we went to South Africa, Dubai, Scotland, Essex. Now we're back here in North America. Delaware. Yeah. Delaware, Illinois. Illinois. We, have. <laughs> we went to the bank. Uh, Amboy, Illinois, the home of AJ Ryder. Shout out. The shrine is not built yet to Mr. AJ Ryder at Amboy, but it's it will be when I nail this yeah. trifecta. What's yeah. it going to be made out of? I just want to know. Uh, Styrofoam and duct tape. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Paper, maybe paper mache. Ooh, no, we're, we're not. We're not that creative. First time it rains, it's going. That's down. like more of a Delaware <laughs> thing. That is a Delaware thing. Yeah, that's that's. They're putting my paper mache up at Delaware Park, right, and then right. as it rains, it'll be. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, thanks for for hanging on with us. Thanks for traveling around the world with us. I hope you guys have lots of luck uh, for not only the Oaks but also the Derby Day as well. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us. Good luck. Good luck in the Darby. <laughs>